Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast dedicated to helping you overcome these hypersexualized times and destroy any obstacle in the way of you achieving love in your life to create a legacy of love in your life. And today's episode is really cool. We have been bringing new voices, new faces, new people into the High Noon realm. High Noon has been growing exponentially. We have so many volunteers, but we also have new staff. Benji is one of them, which is why he and I have been doing podcasts together. But we also have Karina, who's up to the task of creating one podcast a month. And she represents us in Uruguay. And she's been creating high noon Spanish and Portuguese. She's like a powerhouse. She's unstoppable. And in today's episode, this is her first interview. And she started locally. And how local? Like in the same bed. She is interviewing her husband and they're having a couple's podcast. It's adorable. You're going to love it. And it's all about their journey through overcoming porn and masturbation and how they found each other and created love together. Stay tuned. It's adorable. Hello, everyone. Here is Karina. And Robert. Yeah, and we're having our first podcast together. Like, Solo. just us. You're not going to hear Andrew or Sammy. They, they let us do this. They, uh, <laughs> they're taking a break. Yeah. So, yes, I'm going to be doing some podcasts myself with interviewing people as well. And we want to include more woman perspective of things. So, yeah, for now on, I'm going to maybe see me once a month or something like that. But, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I have to say, I'm really honored that you chose me to be the first person you'd interview or bring onto the podcast. With you. That's really. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess so. I know actually interviewing you. Uh, we're doing this together. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, this is something that a topic uh, that I've been thinking about it for some time and I've seen some people struggling with this. So today I want to talk about. Urges. Exactly. Sexual urges. Yeah, the sexual kind. <laughs> yeah, but more specific for single people, isn't mm. it? Like, of course, when you're married, you have sexual urges. And if you're together with your spouse, it's like, woo, lovemaking time. <laughs> if you're a human being, you have sexual urges, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> even animals probably. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, exactly. That's a cool topic. Why do you want to talk about I want to talk about sexual urges. Because I think we don't know how to deal with them, mm. isn't it? Like, as a single person, like, the, when you're a single and you have a sexual urges, and you don't, kind of like, what do you do with them, mm. isn't it? Like, you're going to act out or, like, that's what you're trying to not. You're going through the process of sexual integrity or of learning how to master yourself and mm. you don't have a spouse where you can like use that energy that uh, your sexual power your sexual urges your sure. hormones they're like trying like all, all over your body and really want you to do or feel some ecstasies and yeah but we don't know how to deal with them so we either kind of try to kill them by willpower and discipline. You, and usually when we do that, like, we try to see it, like, in a very negative thing, isn't it? Mm. You, Satan, get out of my body. Why are you trying to make me sin? And why are you trying to 
kind of like, uh, make me become act of this horrible thing and masturbate or like either do something, blah, 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 blah. Sure. It was like a whiny child and keeps like, you kind of showing up again and again. Like, I want, I want this, I want this. You're like, what do you want? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So you usually generate like fairly negative emotions about Mm. your sexual energy, your sexual urges. And you feel, you feel like down with yourself about like, oh my gosh, why have this? Why I'm the only one like this? Why, I don't know, like, why I have to deal with this and feeling bad about yourself because you cannot control them mm. or you feel like all that, isn't it? So I, yeah, I want to talk about this to propose a different kind of like different view, approach. approach. Mm of how to deal with your sexual organs as a single and maybe we can share about a, a little bit like as a, as a match couple, as an engaged couple. Yeah, that sounds really good. And as Karina was saying, you know, we feel that generally people have this experience. Maybe you don't, but from our experience, <laughs> we, <laughs> of course, we experienced, we felt that, you know, we felt like, and we're going to get into this, just what it was like to grow up being taught maybe like hey you know you want to save yourself you know remain pure for your spouse but at the same time not really guided clearly well what do we do when we're feeling such strong sexual urges especially in the culture that we're living in today you know where it's hypersexualized uh you see it on tv you see it on movies you just go on the internet anywhere it's kind of it's always in the background Mm. and so i think that's always kind of like how would i put it like igniting our sexual urge even a little bit more kind of like bringing it to the surface so that's what we're dealing with and we're not even talking about like porn and uh, more explicit content that for sure will wake up that part of you isn't it but yes if we include that it becomes like even more harder isn't it yeah i guess we can begin maybe talking about more like just like what we naturally experience, you know? Mm. Yeah, I want to hear about you, Robert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was your experience as a single person before you met me and um, dealing with the social urges? Well, I think I... Well, okay, I don't know if I was normal, but <laughs> <laughs> it... Uh, I feel like I was always kind of like a little bit sexually curious, mm. um, even when I was kind of younger. I remember some conversations as a kid talking to my friends on the bus and I remember talking pretty explicitly but I was pretty young you know wow. so I guess for me I felt that must have had to do with something that I saw or heard but I think as well just naturally I felt just kind of curious about this and then of course like feeling that desire uh, I don't know I, I feel like I don't have any victory story to, <laughs> to be honest with you for me it was Kind of like if I had a sexual urge, I'd act on it, you know, I'd masturbate. And at some point when I was exposed to porn, I'd seek that out. And sometimes, like we kind of mentioned in the beginning, I would, the sexual urge kind of was drawn out of me, you know, or as we like to say, I was triggered by something to want to feel like to get some sexual (laughs) release or something. But there was even times when I just felt... I, like it could have been boredom sometimes that mm. that kind of like led me to want to do something or sometimes it was a negative feeling that I was repressing and because mm. uh, I found that you know acting on my sexual urge felt good <laughs> in the mm. moment right it was 
kind of like a de-stressor. And when I didn't really think of it so deeply or I didn't think of the consequence, then it actually was, it felt like a solution to whatever I was feeling. If Even if it was just a natural urge that came up and, you know, I couldn't kind of take my mind off of it, right? Mm. So I should say that that's, that was often the case, right? And maybe you guys, maybe most of you can relate. You know, once you feel yeah that sexual urge, it can be really hard to get it out of your head, right? Mm. You know, and it only, it seems like the only thing to do about it is to do something, right? Like mm. the, to actually act on your sexual urge. So yeah, that was my experience, I guess. <laughs> what about getting closer to the matching process? Like after you met High Noon and like mm. you work with your phone habits and like you learn all these things, like oh, how things change after that? That's a really good question. Well, the way... I- I'd put it is, I think with Hanyun's support, I learned to associate my sexual urge with something else. Like I think about it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't think of it as like a linear path that like the moment I start having a sexual urge, it means acting out, you mm-hmm. know, it, that's because that's what it did feel like, you know, is and I, I think I really just established that pattern just through years, right, of doing the same thing. And I think what I learned is like, wow you can actually break that cycle. You know, you can make a change. But that took intentional effort to change that meaning. And I did much better, but there were still some times where, you know, a vulnerable moment, you know, moment where maybe woke up late and you know, you're, uh, the, the urge comes or you're I'm staying up late and the urge comes. So there were some times where I still didn't always pick an intentional path, you know, and I was more going with what was my old pattern. But that's, I think, the main thing that was different for me is like changing the meaning of what my sexual urge meant and then deciding, you know, that I was going to do something different and making that practice to do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can, so, so to mention a couple of things, messaging someone when you're feeling the sexual urge can be really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this, but I guess when we actually got matched, I would actually message Karina, you know, we had a little system to do that. I guess before will you message your group support or that's you... right yeah I'd message someone in my group I'd message a friend yeah it, it was just good because it, it just it kind of interrupted that cycle mm. in the process of course again I I'm not going to pretend like every time it's guaranteed to work but it at least it really does interrupt it and it gives you the opportunity hey whoa I'm in control I can do something different mm. I just chose something different I could I message a friend and often if you tell somebody you're already deciding that I want to do a different path because you don't want to tell your friend like hey I'm feeling this and you don't want to then tell them hey I, I did I went ahead with it you know mm. it's kind of that's the reason you're you're saying it right and I should mention like this friend or the group you meant you message it's your accountability partner essentially right mm. they're they're going to keep you accountable to what you say so that was a big step that helped me so much when i really try to make that a habit that it's like okay well if i'm feeling this way like don't don't even underestimate it even you know because sometimes it's like ah, it's not too bad but like mm. it still remains still remains you got to do something different the other thing that i really started to try to do is move your body you got mm. if you're if you're sunken down in your bed and you're starting to feel that way or you're You've been sitting in the same chair studying for a while. You got to move, <laughs> right? Or else it just will st- dwell in your mind forever. Yeah, so then you got to do something different, right? Strike up a conversation with one of your family members, you know, or just go out and even take a walk outside, mm-hmm. you know, th- those sort of things. Something... If you're in the bed, like you just woke up and you have the urge, well, oh, dress up and <laughs> yeah. you know, start Your moving. day is starting. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 
Yeah, so that's what I would say simply. Great, yeah. But how about you? I've been <laughs> I've been talking a lot. <laughs> no, so how about for like the the beginning for you, like in your early for you, when you were younger? Yeah, for some reason I feel like a very strange person. I don't know. Please text me or let me know afterwards if you have the same experience. But for myself, like since I was pretty young, I found out that if I touch myself, I'm gonna get some mm. stimulation. I didn't even know what that felt what that means what that was sure but i felt like oh oh my gosh this feels good isn't it like yeah. so i mean i'm talking about like five years old pretty young so yeah i i was that innocent that mm. i will even do it in front of my friends like when they sleep over <laughs> so it's like what are you doing i was like oh this is something i do just make you feel good I don't know, it's like, <laughs> with, with a pillow or something like that, very minor, and we're sure. not talking about, like, real stuff, but, yeah, and I remember that at the age of eight, maybe, or seven, I told my mom, like, mom, my phone does this, and I like to do, you know, and my mom told me, like, oh, no, Karina, you're sexual organs are very precious mm. don't don't touch them you know it's for your future husband and like of course imagine like at eight years old at that point i was or i already created the habit isn't mm. it of like whenever i like i i felt to kind of like feel that self-stimulation isn't it so and i then met Kainun for <laughs> oh shit like for, 10 more years right at least uh, no <laughs> oh. like almost no, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So I need to kind of like deal with that. I never kind of like, I never felt extremely, extremely guilty about it. But mm. it's something like, of course, after what my mom told me, I was like, oh, people think that this is wrong. So, or like, this is bad. So mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show it to people that I'm doing this. Or so I will like start to hide it a little bit, isn't it? I see. So it became something that it's like, oh, well, okay, I don't let other people know about this. It's just something I keep to myself. Exactly, exactly, mm. exactly. Because it felt good, but at the same time, I couldn't understand completely what it was wrong. I just mm. I just knew or found out after three years that, oh, this is something I'm not supposed to do, mm. right. but like not completely understanding the sure. meaning of it. Then, of course, we have a lot of education about sexuality, and then you start to figure out, oh, I guess that's why it's wrong, and mm. you hear a lot of stuff, and but it's still like it's not, it's not strong, wasn't strong enough to really for me to stop to do it, isn't it? And I always tried if I will fantasize because for my case I didn't struggle with pornography but I did like watch like to fantasize with Korean dramas and like romance and stuff and then like to justify myself I would put like oh don't put a face to the main and like thinking like oh this is gonna be my future husband or something like that you know? but Something that struck to me uh, very strongly was, I think it was like 18 or 19, no, probably 19 years old, starting to be more serious in the preparation for the matching process and get ready for, oh, a commitment relationship. And I, through father, oh, Reverend Osamu Moon, isn't it? He says several times, and this is repeated many times, that your sexual organ is not yours, it's your husband and your husband's sexual organs is your sexual organ, isn't it? So it's like mm. your sexual organs are exchange. Mm. So Yeah, exchange ownership. Exchange yeah. ownership of it, isn't it? So something like 
trying to understand very deeply why it was wrong, I realized, like, I don't know, wrong, but, like, that why... Immature, maybe. Immature, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, like, it's like, oh, if this is not my sexual organ and I feel in pleasure with myself, it's, like, kind of, like, I'm not asking permission for it. It's, like, I'm just using something that is not mine, basically. And it's kind of, like, this is... Yeah, it's like, I'm just, I myself just feeling pleasures. And this mm. is like, this sexual organ is supposed to, for a mood, supposed to be created mm. for a mutual pleasure. In that case, I'm not, we're not in that mutual pleasure. So if any act of act out, you're just doing it for your own pleasure, isn't it? So that like really stick me out, like, wow. But then I needed to kind of like learn how to deal with the urges, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like they will come on. And I didn't want to, for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know why, why that, from that, from where that came from. I don't know if you could, because my parents were very open to it or because I just, I always felt like I keep in mind that the fact that my, we, there's going to be a moment in my life when I get married. When I'm gonna use my sexual organs for mm. a mutual pleasure, isn't it? Sure. Uh, so I started to kind of like see them, I think, in a more healthy way when I have sexual urges. And of course, I will like kind of like think about my sexual organ as a separate being, how you call that? <laughs> yeah, a separate being. A yeah. separate being or giving them a, a character. So, yeah. I remember a really deep time where I have a strong sexual urge and I put my hand there, not doing anything, and kind of like talk to my sexual organ and kind of praying as well, isn't it? Like, hey, darling, like a very soft voice, isn't it? Hey, Mm -hmm. darling, I know that you are, you want him. You want to, you want him. You want to meet him. You want to connect with him, but uh, he's still not around yet. And we need to wait for him. And even if we do something between you and me, it's not going to be the thing that we want, isn't it? And, like, I will put, like, the other hand in my boo. Is that correct? In my boobie? <laughs> <laughs> your, your breast, yeah. In my breast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in my breast. And, like, offering that kind of, like, sexual urges, like, not as something like, oh my gosh, so, so wrong, like, what are you doing? Like, uh, keep leaving me alone, or like, are you trying to, you're trying to make me sane, or something like that, but mm-hmm. like, hey, I know that you want it, and please, don't stop it, because I need you to... In the future, right? <laughs> I need you in the future, isn't it? Like, I even, in that time, still was like, writing to my, to my letter from my future husband, and I remember I wrote a letter like, hey... Remember this time when you are married, and once you are married and you can have sex with your husband, please do it a lot, as much as you can. <laughs> so remember all this time where we couldn't do it and we were like <laughs> fighting for it, <laughs> and we like save this moment. So remember those difficult times because then you're gonna be able to enjoy them. You know, yeah. kind of like <laughs> that is so cute. So yeah, I, of course, like, not all the time I was able to do that. Not all the time I was able to overcome the urges in that mm, way. Sure. I'm not going to say that. All the times I really need to move because if I put my hand there, I'm 
gonna there right. something's gonna happen. Isn't right. It? So you're saying most times you had to get out of that spot, move, do something else. I don't know most times, but like I always try to connect it in that way with a heart. But sometimes it's like okay, pray, move because mm. even if you if you move, <laughs> I see, I see. Um, it's gonna have an effect on you. So it's like I don't know. It wasn't I'm not gonna say oh, but it was perfect every time. Isn't it? Like. So you oh. might not even recommend it <laughs> to someone necessarily. I don't know. I think maybe the approach. I don't know the the, the actual act, action. Uh, exactly the actual mm. action, but at least the approach of like, hey, the fact that you're having a sexual urge it doesn't mean that your body's trying to make you commit a sin or like you you have been uh, you have a evil spirit inside you or or it's know. like your master and you you have no choice. And you just have to follow the whim of your... Exactly, or the opposite uh, side of it, isn't mm. it? It's just like, yeah, you have a sexual organ that wants some pleasure. And we have hormones that it really some, sometimes push us to that. But all that, why, why, was, why was created? All that was created to, for, to the purpose of love. But that love inside a marriage, isn't it? So mm. don't don't see it as something evil. It's like, oh, thanks God I have a sexual urges. Mm. I'm a person, healthy person who wants to find love. So let's keep working, like you said, so like, let's keep working to cre- become a person who can be in a relationship and uses this energy and and hormones and pleasure to love a person and mutually connect that with God. It's not just like mm. I don't know, instead of saying like something bad, seeing like, oh thanks God I have this. It's not the moment. Thank sure. you for calling. Uh <laughs> this is a reminder that I need to work on myself because I'm not ready for the mm. relationship. Or like uh, this is a reminder that hey, like this is gonna happen one day and I need to connect with God. I don't know, instead of seeing it from the ill perspective, seeing it from the kind of like sure. healthy perspective. That's that's a perspective that someone shared to me one time and it really helped me too. That like, hey, this is your indicator. You know, God didn't make a mistake by giving you sexual urges before you could do anything. Mm. You know, that wasn't like God didn't have some oversight. Mm. You know, God actually needed us to prepare ourselves so that when we're, by the time that we were with our spouse, that we were mature, you know, we we mastered ourselves, mm. you know, and we were in harmony with ourselves. Because the way when you share that with me, I really feel like there's a harmony that you're creating, mm. you know, where it's not like, yeah, you're not dominating it. You're not acting like this is my enemy, you know, mm. but it's like, it's a part of you. And it's kind of learning to accept and, and listen and work with this part of yourself you know Mm. in the same way i guess we have to listen to parts of our bodies you know we have Mm. to listen to how our muscles are feeling you know we got to listen to how our stomach's feeling Mm. similar obviously different you know although the craving to eat sometimes can be very very strong you know Mm. it's it's different but in a similar way i guess is you were trying to develop that harmony i would also like to add that i it's just very beautiful honestly to hear you share that because i think i never quite was able to wrap my head around the fact completely that this was a completely like a pure thing an original thing you know Mm. to have this urge and I I think it's because it was always became convoluted with porn but even uh, when it wasn't that it was just fantasy you know and Mm. things and like imagining doing something so I think that's that's really nice to hear and it makes me think that you know 
the big question, right? It's like, how, what do we do? I think it's also, it's first starts in the mind, you know, how、mm. we see it,、mm. right? How we, how we view it. That's、mm. what you make me think of as well, if I may add. I also think that it's also what we can, how we can be proactive about it. Like, that's something that I remember I did actually in that time. You know, it's like, if I really kind of took care of myself and I also anticipated that, hey, you know, I usually have an urge, especially at a certain time of day. Then actually, I would do something before that time. You know, I would、mm. take time to reflect. I would make sure I'm not putting myself in a very passive or mindless state、mm. where I'm more susceptible to just give in to my urge.、Mm. But actually, kind of put myself in more of a aware, present, grateful. That, that was always something that helped me a lot. When I took time to reflect on gratitude, then I just felt full in a way. It felt like, Sure, I could engage in this, but I know that at the end it leads me to feeling not so great about myself, honestly. It makes me feel kind of weak. Even before it made me feel like some terrible person. But I learned that actually, no, it's, it's not evil. Similar to you, it's like, I'm not bad. I'm not a terrible person for doing this. But more, it's like, later I felt more like, oh yeah, like, you know, I want to be better. You know, I want to have more. Control of myself, you know?、Mm. I don't want to just be someone who's mastered by just the urge to do something and then, oh, I'm just going to go do it.、Mm. As well, it was really important for me to prepare to be a husband one day, you know?、Mm. And as you say, share in the beautiful mutual pleasure with your spouse. So, yeah. Was there more to your story in terms of pre meeting me, pre <laughs> getting blessed that you want to share in terms of urges? No, no, not really.、Mm. I just was thinking about it like, Yeah, I hope I have all the urges that I used to have that time now because I was like, Oh, you wish you did? <laughs> I wish I have them. <laughs> Maybe I have them, I don't realize it, but yeah, it's like, I guess if I have them, like every day we will be more active. <laughs> we are active though, but <laughs> yeah, we are pretty good. <laughs> Anyway,、uh, yeah. The people didn't come onto the podcast, here's talk about her sex life. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we can get back to talking about urges. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, do we want to talk about a little bit how we deal with it during the matching process? Because that's another stage, and it's like a question I receive a lot, isn't it? Like, oh, is it okay if I masturbate thinking about my, has- my, my, my match, my e n g a g e My fiance, or、um, mm. isn't it? I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I mean, I guess the answer is kind of obvious. You know, it's what we were talking about earlier. You still aren't each other's spouse. You know, you're, you're taking that time to prepare for yourself for that moment where you can engage together physically, you know, connected mind, body, soul, like everything. And you can't do that with it, imagination in your head. Because your imagination of your spouse isn't your spouse. Or, sorry, this isn't, we're, we're not talking about your spouse, right?、Mm-hmm. We're talking about your partner. And you shouldn't get used to fantasizing or idealizing who your partner is when they're not even your partner.、Mm-hmm. You know? Actually, I mean, and I. I maybe they're wrong. It's not like you have expectation or concepts that、mm-hmm. you are creating yourself, but they're actually not real because. I don't know if you have seen that person naked already, or if you actually know how they're going to act. So you're, sure,、uh, you're making、afraid. it up in your head、exactly. a little bit how they respond, how they、exactly. act. And yeah, that sort of thing. It, it's, you know, we don't want to condemn you like, oh, that's a terrible thing. But at the same time, I don't think it's harmless. 
you know, it does have an impact on you, especially if you engage with that kind of thinking again, it creates a certain expectation. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when you come to finally be with your spouse, you may be maybe wanting her or him to act in the way that you had been kind of imagining and dreaming. Mm -hmm. So that would be kind of my first thought about it of why I'd caution against doing that sort of thing. However, I will just be honest with you. I get it. <laughs> if, if you feel that way, you know, especially as time goes on in the matching process, you know, and you're yeah, because higher get, and higher. right. Yeah. You're getting closer <laughs> to being engaged. It feels like, wow, like I can't wait to view this person. Of course, it's like a, it's an exciting, but it's also a little bit like nervous feeling too. And it's like, oh my gosh, to be mm. able to do this. Wow. You know? So yeah, like I, I get it. Like I, that's what I'll say. <laughs> How about you? What would you like? What do you often tell people? Like, what kind of advice do you give people like that? Yeah, so I go through the, more the practical aspect of it. Like, hey, use that opportunity to talk, get used to, to talk about those things with your mm. future right? for your future spouses. And so, do you have an urge? Tell him, like, hey, uh, or or her, right? Like, hey. I really have an urge, probably because I really want to love you. It's not the time, but I want to let you know, isn't it? It's like, uh, we start to, like, very soon in our relationship to share with each other when we have an urge, isn't it? Like, uh, we have kind of, like, levels of urges. So, depending on the level of urges, we, we will say. And it becomes something, like, even, like, at some point, cute in terms of, like, um, this person is... Like, so, for example, if you, if I will send, or if Robert send me a really cute message and that, like, wakes me up, even that aspect of, of that area, mm. isn't it? <laughs> I will let him know which level of he, he become, make me excited or aroused, isn't it? And, of course, like, I'm not going to act out. I just tell him that I, I have a reaction because I start to have like feelings and love for him, but like, oh yeah, I have feelings for you, and I'm gonna use this opportunity to get pleasure for myself. It's like not gonna happen. No, yeah, or you don't want that. Though. I don't want that. It's like, mm. yeah, remember that uh, your message you made me and they have like I ended up masturbating because of that. It's like uh, I feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, because I will not want that, and mm. it definitely felt different as well. It's like. Yeah, you have a, a sexual urge, maybe, but it's like, it's different when the other person, you're offering that to the other person, isn't it? It's like, no. So we have a, like a level of, as I say, like a level of urges and we have like a emojis. And yeah, we should explain that. Each emoji will represent, yeah. Yes. So, because one thing maybe I'd add is like, it can be like, first of all, it can be very hard to talk about this with oh, somebody, yeah. right? So... Again, I wouldn't, like, don't feel like, oh, we have to start doing this, you know, with your person that you may be thinking about to start a process. Of course, there's a certain level of trust uh, trust and commitment that has to be established a little bit. But I think as well, it's just naturally not an easy topic to talk about mm. with somebody else, you know? Perhaps we, you don't have even talked about that with your family or with friends. So it's like, how do I even talk about it with this person? Mm. So... Even for us, even if we had gone a little bit more comfortable, sometimes it's hard to put it to words, you know? And it, you don't want to get too specific anyways, you know? Mm -hmm. So one thing we wanted to do is just like, the way we communicate was actually through emojis. Especially in the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, or when we first started to do this. And even we had different emojis, meaning different strengths. 
For some reason, we used the poop emoji. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was kind of, it, it brought some humor to it in a sense, but mm. it definitely, it, uh, yeah, it, it kind of. It saved us a lot of bad experiences, probably. If sure. we just keep it for ourselves. Sure. Well, so, and so in this case, we were able to work as each other's accountability partners. Mm. I will say, though, that you have to really talk about it with your spouse, you know, and make mm -hmm. that kind of agreement between each other. We made that agreement. We felt comfortable both to do that. But your partner or, you know, the person that you're engaged to, you know, thinking about being with, your match, may not be comfortable actually receiving that sort of message from you, mm. you know, that, oh, I'm, I, I'm feeling this way and that. And that should be respected, I think. And, mm. you know, that's... Anyways, I'm just bringing that up because... I mean, depending on, like, what is your situation, as soon as you feel like you're struggling with porn and you're struggling with, like, feeling urges from an outside source, isn't mm. it, of the relationship, that can be, like, very hurtful to each other. So you need to be more careful, like, what are you sharing with each other, isn't it? And, like, but for example, in our case, we were kind of, like, in a similar level at that time of, like... Mm our experiences isn't it right because you had no exposure to porn yeah and i had worked on it so that porn was no longer a big factor in my life exactly so yeah so depending on like where where you at but mm. I, I still believe that even if you are struggling with pornography or you are struggling with something more more during the matching process it would be good of course like to tell the person but as well like share with each other when you are feeling like that, not urge, but like that calling, isn't it? Like mm. from each other, uh, that wakes up your your sexual organ, isn't it? Like I know, I don't know. I guess like there's always some some message, something that it really like. Oh my god, what? How bad I'm feeling this place? And this is like all these sensations are new. And of course, you know when I say it from day one, but little by little, like I think that communication and sharing, like open the door to share about it. Mm. It really helps, isn't it? Of like creating the foundation for later when you want to actually start your sex well, life. Well, that is very, very true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's, you can't go from zero to a hundred, <laughs> mm. you know, without being able to talk about it. So yeah, you're, you're right. I, I, I don't know. It's just like normalize it, isn't it? Mm. Like, oh, normalize the fact that your love is connected with your sexuality. Mm. Is it? And you're not like, and for women too, because women tend to like, oh, I don't feel anything. I don't know. It's mm. like when you are really, I, I don't know. I, at least for my, I want to talk from my experience. Sure, sure. It's it's like someone knocking the door in your sexual organ when you like, oh, you receive, you feel that love. Isn't so it? Sometimes receiving a message from me was like I was knocking. Exactly, <laughs> or or like. We're in the call and you say something, you do something like very, very cute or romantic, isn't it? And like, I feel like those, those moments, of course, like the magic was help, super helpful because I had to put it in words. It would be like, it's super difficult to do it, isn't it? But yeah, it's like, start to connect, isn't it? The fact that like your experiences with love. And most, an emotional connection as well, right? An emotional connection, exactly. With your sexual urges, isn't it? Like, with that sexual energy you are creating, isn't it? Because when you're in the matching process, you create an, a sexual energy, uh, for sure, mm. um, if you are long enough in the relationship. So instead of seeing like something bad, try to 
use that as a preparation for your for your next the next stage. Yeah. Yeah, wonderfully said. So, what else should we tell these people about sexual urges? Should we get into any more practical side of things? I, I feel like we did touch on quite a bit. We talked about when you experience a sexual urge, it's about changing the meaning of it, right? Mm-hmm. And perhaps changing uh, what that pattern is, right? Mm-hmm. If sexual urge comes up, perhaps in the past it meant, oh, well, guess I'm, I'm acting on it, you know? I'm going to masturbate or touch myself. But it's switching that perspective. And mm-hmm. as you were saying, right, even like start to see it as like, this is your indicator from God you're just yourself that like hey you're preparing to be with your partner one day mm-hmm. and that your sexual organ is even just telling you hey like we want to get there someday you know mm-hmm. we want to get there and experience something real and i think that's really powerful and in just in general just creating that kind of harmonious way of looking at yourself way of looking at your sexual urges way of looking at you know the thing that god gave you and mm-hmm. i think that's really beautiful yeah, and as well, we talk about like in the matching process, how to deal with that and that energy that you're creating toward each other. Of course, uh, something to add as well is like if you are dealing with other kind of like sexual difficulties struggles. and struggles, mm-hmm. please connect with someone. We're here, high noon, we have a whole program for yeah. men and women struggling with porn masturbation. And I mean, I think either way, like, even if you're struggling or not, I strongly recommend High Noon to do the program. I did the program to understand more your past as well. Mm. And it it actually ended up helping me so much because like, oh. It's great content. Yeah. Which you learned. Oh my gosh, I didn't knew that. I didn't knew this. And like so many things that I didn't knew and it really helped us to create a foundation for us to... And it helped me to, as well, like, I think, like, there's not, we don't learn the vocabulary to talk about these things, mm. isn't it? And so I learned, I learned so much vocabulary to be able to share about it, because before, like, I don't even know what that means, how you, how I call this, isn't right, it? Right. So I don't even know, knew that that was called sexual urge. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, I don't know what is this. It's not, I didn't have a word for it. Sure. So. And I can think of things like trigger as well. That was the word that trigger. was introduced for yeah. me. It's like, and somehow it's like being able to identify it mm. as label it helps you then to kind of see it for what it is. So yeah, that's a very yeah. important point. Yeah. Or just for example, the definition of masturbation, that is masturbation is self-stimulation. And for myself, I never have masturbate because mm. I thought that. I never like really. But well, um, you had a concept of what masturbation was. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So for myself, I thought, oh, I don't masturbate. I just do this, but it's not no masturbation. True. Uh, but ended up like being part of it, isn't it? Or like the concept of pornography, isn't it? Like I know concept of pornography is like any external source that sexually stimulate you that is not your spouse isn't mm-hmm. it so at the end of the day it's like pornography is not just this concept of pornography we think isn't it mm-hmm. so i really strongly recommend even as a as a couple to do it together because it really will help the foundation of be able to talk about those things and because you are in a program where you because you're learning about it 
it helps a lot of yeah, kind of like share conversations and yeah share about your past yeah I, I think you become more safe as well like feel more safe of like okay now i can share more details i can share more stuff because like you felt like i was ready for it i know i'm talking about like <laughs> oh yeah yeah like well actually yeah you're right that was my experience when you became a little bit more aware of this it did help me to feel like when I shared this with you, you know, a struggle that I was having with masturbation or my past with porn, I could feel that she could understand me and that, you know, she wasn't coming from a place of judgment, you know, but she was coming from a place that, hey, like, even though I can't completely relate or understand or completely be in your shoes, but at least I can understand. I know the impact that this has on you. I know that, yeah. Anyways, if I explain... I'd be explaining the contents of the course, but you need to check it out. That's what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. So either single or much couple, I think that Hainan content will really help you to navigate the social urges as well. But we wanted to leave this context for you to share our experience about it and to change a little bit the concept of it. That's the main thing, isn't it? Like, hey, our sexual energy, our sexual urges are connected with our love and we need to protect our love. So it's connected to our spouse and God, isn't it? So that love can be really beautiful and pure and create like the most amazing relationship, life, family, isn't it? So mm. we don't need to see every sexual urge as something bad. We can see it as a as a preparation, as a as a connection with our spirituality. Not true. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have anything to add to that. That's, <laughs> that sounds great. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. If you got to hear, uh, yeah, thank you for getting all this time. And I hope to see you soon in another episode. Yeah. Hope that we were helpful. And please feel free to reach out. Bye-bye. Hello everybody, Andrew Love here, and I just wanted to add one more point. High Noon is a nonprofit organization, and we are run by donations. And although we've been doing okay thanks to the massive generosity of our founders, the Wolfenbergers, we want to expand higher, 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 higher. We want to make a global impact. We want to reach every family. We want to change the culture. And for that to happen, we're going to need a lot of volunteers and a lot of staff. That's just the reality. It takes money to travel. It takes money to do a lot of the things we do. And we want to let you be a part of this growth. And so what we've created is a donors club, which is a $10 a month club. And when you join, you get a t-shirt mailed to your door. You can get some exclusive content. And we also have some really good goodies for our tribe of people who are part of the donors club that we're going to talk about in the coming months so i just wanted to invite you to be one of these people everybody can afford ten dollars a month it's just a matter of whether it's a priority so if you feel high noon has impacted you positively or your family or somebody you know please consider donating i don't want you to give any money unless you really really want to but if you do want to i encourage you to really really donate So $10 a month is, I don't know, a cat a month. I don't know how to measure it. It's a giant hamburger and french fries a month that you can sacrifice 
in order to help this world become a more habitable, more enjoyable, more connected, more loving place. So please consider joining our Donors Club. It's just $10 a month. We look forward to seeing you on the inside of our secret society for donors. Have a good day, everybody.